Hi, I'm Annie Fitzsimmons. I'm your Washington Realtors Legal Hotline lawyer. And we have a very good series that we're starting for you today. This series is all about the stuff that you have to do in order to avoid disciplinary actions. I know it doesn't sound very fun to start with, but it's stuff that I bet most of you do in, in your practice anyway. So my friend Sabrina and I, and I will ask her to introduce herself in a minute, but I'll tell you that you're in for a treat because she is one of the industry's finest. And she and I are going to spend the next few videos talking about all the stuff that you've got to do, so you might as well learn to do it right. Sabrina. All right, hi, my name is Sabrina Jones Schroeder. I'm the designated broker owner of Exit Real Estate Professionals. I am also a state certified instructor. I teach classes for the Spokane Association of Realtors. I uh, am a recovering attorney, um, having graduated from Gonzaga Law School, and I'm also one of your Washington State Real Estate Commissioners, and I'm just really happy and pleased to be uh, here today with Annie and, and helping out with this series. Thank you. She's also a full-time mom, a full-time wife, but we figured out the reason she has time to do all of this stuff is because she doesn't have any dogs, so right. therefore, no she's not really all that busy after all. <laughs> So this series is going to look at issues for which Department of Licensing regulates. Yep. And they might seem like mundane topics to you, but let me tell you they are anything but mundane if you get that letter from Department of Licensing telling you that there's been a complaint filed against you or that there was a problem found in an audit when, when the auditors were looking through files that, um, for which you were the broker. Mm -hmm or any other ways that Department of Licensing, that you might come to Department of Licensing's attention. The point of this video series is to help you avoid ever getting that letter with some really basic concepts that I'm betting most of you incorporate at some level or another in your practice already. But hopefully, Sabrina and I are gonna be able to talk to you a little bit about um, a reminder of things that you must be doing. And then even if you're already doing those things, how to do them in a very thorough and complete way so that if you are the subject of a complaint or an audit finding, you can defend your actions. Sounds great, let's do it. Okay, so the very first thing that any uh, person in DOL leadership has ever told me is that if we could communicate one single thing to brokers, it would be cooperate. You're, not only are you required by law to, to cooperate with the DOL investigation, whether it's an investigation of you or somebody else, there might have been a complaint filed against a broker on the other side of the transaction from you and you're asked to provide information to DOL, you are required by state law to cooperate with that investigation. Whether it's an investigation of you or somebody else, you're required by state law but to, to cooperate with that investigation. And one of the findings that I've heard DOL leadership talk about is that even if somebody gets completely out of all of the substantive allegations made against them, a failure to cooperate with the DOL investigator could in and of itself cause disciplinary actions. Yeah, and Annie, I think it's important to, to point out that I have equally heard from Department of mm -hmm. Licensing leadership that their goal in any sort of investigation or audit 
is always primarily going to be education. Um, it is not the Department of Licensing's goal to um, penalize licensees, to make licensees' lives difficult. It's always going to be to educate. And um, to that end, when we as licensees communicate effectively with the, the Department of Licensing Auditor or with the Department of Licensing Investigator if it, if it comes to a complaint, um, that will go a long way in helping them complete their prime objective, which is, which is to educate and, and not to punish. Prove what Sabrina just said, that, that the department's focus is really on education, not discipline. The statistics bear that out. If a complaint uh, is made against you, or if a, an auditor makes a finding based on a, a file of yours that was reviewed in an audit, or even if you are the subject of cons some concern following your fingerprinting, the, the good news is that when, when you come to the Department of Licensing's attention, the first stop in regulatory review is, is at a phase where 50% of all of the concerns that come to the Department of Licensing are dismissed outright. And if, and if a concern about you is dismissed at that very first stop, you, you may never even know that there was a concern raised about you. You may never know there was a complaint filed. You may never know the auditor made a finding about you in the audit process. If you get past that first step of regulatory review and into investigations, that's when you're gonna get that letter from the Department of Licensing asking you for, for more information. Make sure you respond. A failure to respond, a failure to cooperate will in and of itself be disciplinary action. But in truth, even at that next stop of investigations, 95% of all allegations made against a broker are dismissed at that level. So that only 5% of that original, the, you know, we cut down the first batch by 50% and now we cut it down by 95%. So what's left goes into the compliance department. And if, you, if you're an allegation against you get, makes its way to the compliance department, you probably are going to be the subject of disciplinary action. But, but most of you are never going to get there. Well, and, and I would just to circle back around to the cooperation piece, even if you've done something wrong, and let's face it, we're all human, and at some point in your career, it's possible that you will have done something wrong. Um, in, a, in a file, there will potentially be a consumer complaint. If you happen to fall into that category of the 5% that's left, that's been investigated, and there is potentially some discipline that would be likely at that point, if you have cooperated and communicated effectively with the Department of Licensing, that will weigh heavily in your favor, I believe, in terms of the, uh, the discipline that's meted out. So again, just to circle back around to that cooperation and communication uh, being the key uh, if, if you find yourself facing a Department of Licensing investigation. Yeah, and I want to give an example of that, an example that every single one of you will confront if you're in this process, without question. You get that letter. You get that very first letter from the Department of Licensing. And, and there's a tension, uh, there's an obvious tension, of course, when you get it because you just got a letter from the Department of Licensing saying that, that you're under investigation. Setting that tension aside, there's another even more um, below the surface tension because when you look at the case that you're being investigated for, the fact pattern, it very often occurred 12 or more months prior to, to the time you get this letter. But when you get this letter, the Department of Licensing is almost always asking you to respond with what will feel like a lot of documents in 10 days. And so it kind of feels like, wait a minute, this is an issue that happened a long time ago, but I've got to get documents to you in 10 days. And here's an example 
of cooperating through, through that tension. You may have other plans on your calendar in the next 10 days. You might have been planning a vacation. You might have been planning a surgery. You might have been planning to go, you know, do whatever you were going to do in the next 10 days that didn't involve spending time going through old files and sending documents to Department of Licensing. But here's what you've got to do. You have got to be professional and responsive to that letter, meaning pick up the phone, get on the email, get, get your fingers on the keyboard and send an email. Whatever it is, the investigator will, will include their name and their contact information below their name on that letter, communicate with them. And if you can't get the documents that they're looking for in 10 days, let them know and give them a very reasonable time period as to when you will get those documents. If you're heading in for a major surgery and you're gonna be out for six weeks, tell them that and say, I take this investigation seriously. I wanna get all these documents to you, but I physically cannot do that until, and then give them a time frame when you can. Don't be ridiculous. Don't tell them three years from now, <laughs> but be re reasonable and professional in your communications. And in my experience, every single time, you're going to get professionalism in return and, and your uh, needs with respect to delivery of documents will be accommodated. And we'll touch on this in a, in a later video, but the reality is if you have done your job as required and documented your transaction files efficiently and well, you really should have all the documentation at your finger, fingertips to provide to the Department of Licensing. So unless you do have that vacation surgery or something major in your life planned, um, 10 days really should be sufficient to provide to them what you have if you have documented your transactions specifically um, as, as required. And again, we're going to get into that in a later video. Yeah, there is that. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> Okay, well, Sabrina and I had this grand plan to cover this in about a third of the time it took for us to cover this <laughs> and then cover other topics in this video as well. But as all grand plans go, we got to talking and it didn't come out quite that way. I think we should call this video right now and then pick up. So, what, so here's what we wanna do in this video series. We'll give you a little roadmap. In the next video, we're gonna talk about some small issues that Department of Licensing finds over and over and over again as problems that you can confront and deal with pretty quickly. And then we're gonna spend the next few videos talking about bigger topics, like the documents you have to submit to your, to your managing broker, advertising requirements, management of teams, all of those issues we're gonna cover in this video series. So we'll see you in the next video. Until then, if you have any questions, send an email to me, legalhotline at warealtor.org. Thank you for being a Washington Realtors member.